Hi, here we are, Steph and the G-Man here. The G-Man. The BS Show number 11. 11, 11, 11. And, and think about it. It's May, the fifth month, the sixth day, five and six is 11. 11. Yeah. Roll the dice. 189 more to go. For 200. <laughs> Aren't we lucky? At least we've got something to look forward to you know, right. every, every right. week. And that and right. that keeps that keeps you going. I think it really does. Uh, as I said, this is show number eleven, and uh, yeah. on our new channel, the BS uh, Show, stuff in the G Man's channel, YouTube. There, it's got an own playlist, so uh, you've got a lot of things there. Alan showcase, my showcase, other comedians' showcases. So I think you'll find the site very, very entertaining and enjoyable to watch. There, uh, there's some great things on there. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be putting on some things, uh, the greatest insults ever told. And uh, I haven't even shared that with you, Alan. I went into my old vault of stuff. So there's some things there. Uh, and uh, so I'm excited about our site and what we're doing. We did a, uh, a show with Mike Wagner on Monday. And uh, hopefully that somewhere in the end of May or early June, I'm sure. So that was a good thing that we piled up for that. And uh, so now we pile up every week. So just add them, you know, more, more, the better, more, the merrier, I guess, you know? Yeah. And let me tell you who Mike Wagner is for those of you who don't know who Mike Wagner is. Mike Wagner is a friend of mine who uh, in the U S he's in the top 50 of podcasts. And in Europe, he's in the top 80 of all podcasts that are made. So Mike has interviewed thousands and thousands of people. And he interviewed the two of us about our show and how we met and uh, what we're going to do and how we're doing it. And so it was very interesting. He usually uh, interviews people for about an hour. And we had an hour and a half. We could have had two hours, but Mike was tired because he had interviewed like five people that day. So he was a little tired. But uh, we could have talked for another half hour, 40 minutes probably. So we'll probably be back on his show roughly about six months again. Um, because that's normally what I did with him before I, uh, I knew Steph. Um, but now that we're together, uh, he would like us on every six months or so. So just to, and you can turn on to Mike Wagner uh, podcast. He's on all kinds. He's on 30 platforms across the world, actually. So good guy. Real good guy. Good friend of mine. So. Yeah, it was a very good show. A very enjoyable show, Alan. It, it was uh as comfortable as it is right now with you and I, actually. I mean, so he yeah. made us very, very comfortable, and we just did our thing. Yeah, it was a banter between the three of us, that's all, basically. You know, and he, he Mike knows what questions they ask people, and uh, he's a really good interviewer, and he's been doing, he's been involved in radio and broadcasting since he was about 14, and he's somewhere in his mid-50s, I, I would guess. I don't know his real age, but I would say he's in his 50s, I know that. So he's been doing it a long time. So tell me, how was your week? Did you have a good week? I had a very good week, and I have a lot. I have a couple of stories that are funny. Two happened on the same day, um, and they're bathroom stories, and they're true. You can't make this up. <laughs> you cannot make this up, okay? <laughs> bathroom stories, huh? Okay. Yeah. And they're literally about, um, I would say, about 200 yards from each other, actually. So I had a meeting, really. So I had a meeting in, in, in Bryant Park, which is 42nd and 6th, I believe, um, behind the library. 
And um, I had gone to the bathroom earlier in the day in the private, in the public bathroom on 42nd Street. And um, there was about six guys in line and about, I don't know, 25 or 30 women waiting to go in. Different, you know, the men's and ladies' bathroom. And so I, I got into the men's bathroom. And as I'm in the urinal, I see this girl come out of the, the toilet. And I take a double look like, like, what the hell are you doing in here? And she doesn't say nothing. And she washes her hands and, and leaves. And when I get out, I was going to tell the attendant. There was a guy there who was in charge of the bathrooms who was controlling both lines. And I noticed that he's holding hands with her. Like, I guess it was his girlfriend. And he let her go in. I guess she had a. I guess she had a private invitation to the men's room. Apparently, you know, maybe they were waiting for every, no line, and maybe he was going to go in there with him. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But apparently, she couldn't wait, and she went in the men's room, and didn't care. So about later on in the evening, after my meeting was over, uh, actually at the meeting there was about fifteen of us, um, and and one of the guys had told me that he went to the bathroom in Whole Foods, which is right across the street from Bryant Park. And so I decided after the meeting that I had to go to the bathroom. Well, I didn't really decide. Something decided for me, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> but, and uh, so I didn't know where. I walk into Whole Foods. I don't know where the bathroom is. The guy says upstairs. And I go upstairs, and I see a sign that says bathrooms. Not bathroom. It says bathrooms. Okay, and I say that for a reason. So I go to the bathroom, and there's just stalls, but on the door is a keypad to punch in a code. And on it, it says, you need to punch in the code on the bottom of your receipt from Whole Foods. Well, I didn't buy anything at Whole Foods, so I don't have a receipt. And I got to go real bad. So I see this woman come in. At that time, I didn't know if that, how many ba- I didn't know if it was like a unisex bathroom at all. I didn't realize that. And as I'm standing there, I see this woman come in. And she says, what's the matter? I said, well, I, I didn't buy anything at Whole, at Whole Foods, and I, I got to take a, a leak real bad. She said, try to punch in the, the code that's on my, my receipt that says 5653. So she goes in, and I push, I put 5, and I get in. Like, okay, whatever. So I guess they're trying to tell people, if you don't buy anything at Whole Foods, you're not getting in the bathroom. You can pee on the floor. They don't really give a shit, plain English. So as I come out, there's three women that walk in, and they go, we threw our receipt out. We can't get it, and we got to go really bad, too. So I said, well, try punching in 5653 and see what happens. So they did, and they got in. So that's kind of a funny story, you know. So New York is going to the toilet, and then you can't go to the toilet. So figure that out. You know? No, you definitely cannot. You know, you know, years ago in Prohibition, uh, they would say, bring your own bottle. Well, in yeah. New York, you, you got to bring your own bring empty bottle. Right. So you, yeah, right. <laughs> drink, drink, a, drink a bottle of water and carry it with you. And if you're a woman, you got to hide in a corner with it somewhere, you know? She squat behind the bush, you know? <laughs> well, you know, Steph, I don't even think you know this, that I always thought there should be a car that runs on alcohol. There used to be. So, yeah, oh, so you, you can, you, you, uh, ethanol. <laughs> no, no. This way you can pee back into the gas tank, you know? And for women, they they supply a funnel with it, you know. <laughs> of course, of course, wine would be about eighty dollars a bottle for 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 some cheap wine, and beer would be about sixty dollars for a case, uh, uh, you know, for a six pack because you'd be recycling. And of course, they have to charge you for it, you know. It's a good idea, though, actually, especially for alcohol. Well, you, 
Yeah, especially that we, we urinate as much as we do. I mean, you just. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, this way you wouldn't get no DWI because, you know, you, you pee it out before it got to your brain, you know. <laughs> and your car would run. I, I think that it would save the pollution a little bit, but I don't know. It might, the smell might not be too, too good, you know. Either that or you could eat some burritos or beans and just like back up to your gas tank and just like bend over and fill it up that way. That would be a double, a double, a double dose of gas. <laughs> and anyway, so that's so that was one story that happened to me this week. Another story was I went to a restaurant with my girlfriend um, down the Jersey Shore on the water. She wanted to go on the water. It was a nice day. And so we decided to take a ride, which was about eh, 40 minutes probably from my house, basically. Not bad, but I know the area because I used to be a salesman down there. And so she orders uh, shrimp, some kind of shrimp stuff, and I'm not a fish eater. But anyway, and I order uh, Cajun chicken with cheese and tomato. And it said lettuce and mayo, which I don't eat either one of them. So I said, no mayo, no lettuce. So the guy says, okay, no problem. So they bring, he brings out the sandwich. He brings her food. He brings my food. And my sandwich has guacamole on it, which I don't eat, which never was mentioned in the menu. So I said, listen, no offense, but I don't eat guacamole. Could you take it back and give me another one with just cheese and tomato on it and a chicken? So it comes back again, and now it has chicken and cheese and just guacamole on it, which I don't eat for the second time. So I get it back the third time, and finally it gets right. But the but the the... The waiter doesn't have enough brains to say, you know what, I'm sorry your sandwich took three times and I'll take it off the bill. He charges me for the bill and guess what? He didn't get a as big a tip as he should have. Let's put it that way. I mean, you should have had enough brains to go to the manager and say, listen, you know what? We screwed up three times. Can we take it off the menu or give him half price or something like that? You know what I'm saying? And right, kind of right, yeah. It kind of ruined our dinner a little bit, you know. We were having a nice time, and, and it just kind of like put a little uh, sour taste in my mouth. Are we going back there again? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So it's one and done. Right. And then this just happened yesterday. Um, you know, I tell my lift stories, and I still drive a few people that I know uh, to the airport, um, to the doctors or whatever. And so I took a friend of mine and his wife to the airport a week and a half ago, like eight days ago. And yesterday they were supposed to come back at about uh, quarter after eight. They were supposed to get back to Newark airport quarter after eight, which is about 40 minutes, maybe a half hour. It depends on traffic um, uh, for my house. So anyway, so I text him in the morning. And I say, hey, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys later. And the wife texts me and says, you know, our flight got canceled. I'm like, what? And it's like 830 in the morning. And I'm supposed to pick them up at eight, like about 830 at the night. And so I, they're coming back JetBlue. So I try to do a, a, a flight tra tracker thing. And the flight is nowhere to be found. It doesn't say canceled. It, the flight disappeared. So I call JetBlue has a number and it's a pre-recorded so, you know, this this flight leaves at this time. This flight. Well, there's no mention of that flight. Period. Doesn't say that the flight was canceled. And they 
they call me in the middle of the day and say, listen, we're, we're pissed off because we're going to be on a, a flight an hour and a half earlier. And we planned on doing something and we had to cancel it because now we're leaving an hour and a half early and we can't risk, you know, being late because they're coming in from, from Tampa, Florida. So, um, the, the girl wasn't too happy. And, uh, luckily, um, I happened to track the flight after that. And so they came in about an hour and a half early, but there was no mention of the other flight being canceled. I mean, it wasn't on her website. It wasn't on the tracker. It wasn't on the phone. You think they would say, you know what? We, we canceled, you know, this flight and put everybody on the flight before it, because what if you weren't really paying attention or somebody couldn't get a hold of somebody? Uh, they're going to be waiting at the airport with no ride, probably. You know. Yeah, it just seems like they weren't proactive in that situation. It, it sounds like they didn't give a shit about the about the about the passengers because the because the tickets were paid for. You know, but you would have thought JetBlue would have made an announcement on their website, on the tracker, on the phone, saying flight two zero seven four was canceled and they were put on. 1474, which is an hour and a half earlier. I mean, how do you just inconvenience everybody without telling anybody? You know? So, those are a couple of stories that happened to me this week. Otherwise, I had a great week. <laughs> you know, but I had to tell those stories because both of them were funny. Both bathroom stories are funny. You can't make it up. No, and, you, you definitely can't. No. And, and the airport thing, I mean, I just never heard of that before. How? Because, because your tickets were paid that you don't give a shit and don't. Don't announce it anywhere. Just ridiculous. Just utterly ridiculous. It means they don't care about you. They really yeah. don't. You're so. right. They don't care, Bobby. They don't care. Matter of fact, you know what time it is? It's, it's time for idioms. 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 Yes. Yay. Yay. Idioms for <laughs> Yay. Well, for those of you who don't know, that's usually a segment every show. That we started uh, and show one, and we've continued, and they're funny as hell. And you'll you'll if you if you're watching this or you're watching this after, if you're not doing a stream live, then you're gonna you're gonna hear some things that you may not even pay attention to most times. All yours, Steph. Take it away. Yeah, right. And these are things uh, that are said every day, and uh, there's a, a, a passage. We know not what we do, or we know not what we say, or we should understand what we say, but in most times. We say it and have no clue really as to the real meaning of it. Or does it have not have a meaning, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so or where it came from, or where it came from, where, where they say it came from, where, where and, they are. And whoever these people are. So we'll right. see if these people come out of the woodwork tonight. And, like, if you can't explain it, then maybe they will. But uh, let's right. throw it out there. Maybe okay. somebody will join in with our, our show tonight, and maybe they'll, they'll explain it. Gotcha. First one is uh, – Cutting corners. Why would you want to cut a corner? And what corner do you want to cut? You want to put 42nd and 5th Avenue or 34th and 7th or, you know, Wall Street, Broadway? Cut the corner. I yeah, what do you, yeah I, that, I don't get it. Cutting What are you cutting the corner with, you know? That's correct. The scissors, a knife, yeah. whatever. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Got more? Number two, number two. Getting yeah. a taste of your own medicine. Getting a well, taste of your own medicine. Well, if it's if it's your medicine, don't you? Wouldn't you taste it? You get first shot at it, yeah. <laughs> and now you get apparently second shot at it too. You didn't like it the first time, so you took it a second time. 
No, no. <coughs> and after you take it the second time, it leads me to number three here. Yeah. Getting your second wind. <laughs> I didn't know I had a first wind. Is it 40 mile an hour wind, 35 mile an hour wind, 50 mile an hour wind? I don't know. Let, let, let me get my barometer stick out here and we'll yeah. check it out. Let's, let's it. check with uh, Mr. G. What's the wind? How strong is the wind today, Mr. Cur Mr. G? <laughs> is he is he still doing newscasts? Or yeah, he's not, I think he's uh, is he on Channel Eleven or something. Oh, yeah, right, right, nine or eleven, something like that. Yeah, yeah, one of, one of the one of the local channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, no, number four, giving right. someone the cold shoulder. Okay, which is which is the cold shoulder? Which is the warm shoulder? The right or the left? <laughs> Or is it shoulder of beef? And, and, and why would you give someone the cold shoulder? Yeah, you know? give a warm. I think a warm shoulder would be better. Are I you agree crying with on my you. shoulder? You're crying I, on my shoulder? I don't know. I, I go by the warm body theory, you know, the warmer the body, the better the you know, theory. <laughs> you know who had a cold shower? You know who had a cold, a cold shoulder? In Goodfellas, the guy that froze to death in a meat locker. Oh, he definitely did, yeah. He was he was gonna go into Frank Purdue's chicken warehouse after that, you know. <laughs> and then and, and Rocky Rocky won where he beat up the the shoulder of beef in the in his training. And he bloodied his hands, remember? Yeah. The meat in the meat place. Oh meat yeah, Purdue. definitely, yeah. Some yeah. things that just stay with you. Here we go. This yeah. one is interesting here. Going on a wild goose chase. Who goes around chasing a goose? The only time I ever saw anybody chase anything is in Rocky One where he chases a chicken. I thought he was choking a chicken, but he was trying to chase the chicken. I don't know what happened when he found him, though. <laughs> Going on a wild goose chase. It sounds like something out of Alice in Wonderland, you know? Here we go. Here's a new one yeah. for you. Yeah. No pain, no gain. What if you gain, you know, uh, wealth? Is How's there pay in that one? No pain. Why would I want pain anyway? I'd rather gain than pain than have pain. So. Yeah, the, the no pain is something I could I could live without. Yeah, yeah. No I could do with the gain, not the pain. Yeah, yeah. No pain. Here we go. This is for baseball. You're a big baseball fan. Yeah, I know. This is, this is yeah. for you. I know. You're, you're on the ball. <laughs> well, first of all, whose ball? What does the ball look like? Is it a tennis <laughs> ball? Is it a pink ball? A sponge ball? Is it what kind of ball is it? Hard ball? <laughs> soft balls? Matzo ball? Meatball? Yeah, it could be a lot of any any of the above. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Right. Right. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Pulling. Pulling someone's leg. Now, why would you want to pull somebody's leg? Unless you're pulling a woman's leg, and then you're pretty far up the leg, I guess. You know, <laughs> what's it? What's it? You know, you know, you know that joke about the, you know, there's not nothing to eat between Christmas and New Year's. You know, you know that joke about the tattoo. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to tell it real quick. I'm going to tell uh, it real quick because that brought me to this joke. So this lady goes to a tattoo shop, and she says she wants a Christmas tree on one leg, and a New Year's baby on the other leg and the tattoo artist says i got no problem doing that putting a christmas tree on your right leg and a new year's baby on the other leg but let me ask you why and she said well my husband says there's nothing to eat between christmas and new year's <laughs> <laughs> so it just made me think of that something pulling someone's leg yeah okay I don't know where I don't know where my sick mind came from, but that's what that thought I thought of when you said that. Yeah, that's okay. Here's one here: 
stealing someone's thunder. What are you, Thor? Where are you getting thunder from? Your lightning storm or what? Thor Hercu the Herculean gods, you know? <laughs> Her Herculean thunder. I stole it from somebody. Thor, yeah, Thor fighting the mighty, you know, Atlas. And not, know, and not Noah Syndergaard, by the way, who, who his nickname is Thor, so, for the Mets. Right, here we go. This is our last one for the evening tonight, number 10 here. So, straight from the horse's mouth. Now, why would you take anything from a horse? First of all, this is not Mr. Ed. It's not a talking horse, Okay. And number two, why would you bother with a horse? Did you ever have you ever put your 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 mouth anywhere near a horse's mouth? Not a pleasant, not a pleasant smell, okay? And why? And what are you going to pull out of here? His teeth? What? So you know, idioms are things that you you say, but you don't really know where they come from, and they kind of don't make sense. So this kind of doesn't make sense to me. Straight from the horse's mouth. Why is that? Why would you say something like that? Kind of kind of weird. Unless you were at the racetrack, you know, I got I got a tip on a horse. Where'd you get it from? You know, straight from the horse's mouth. Horse's mouth, yeah. <laughs> like I said, Mr. Ed, Mr. Ed, a talking horse. I <laughs> love, I love that. That show is so cool. You know, my fact, I'm gonna yeah. look for that show and I'm gonna put that on our BS channel, uh, uh, on the playlist we have, Mr. Ed. So, because, because you know, we grew up in an era where there was a, a large assortment, a variety yeah. of comedy. Whether it be right. cartoons, right. whether it be sitcom, or whether it be movies, I mean, we had some of the best uh, comedians and and right. uh, actors come out of, of those eras that we were fortunate enough, you know, to have uh, enjoyed. So I, I I look forward to going to our site, and I'll plug our site again, the BS yep. uh, show uh, Stephanie G Man's channel, because we've right. got a lot of vintage things that. I'm going to keep up as long as possible, but God willing, you'll, you'll take advantage of it because who knows where else you're going to see these things because you're not going to find them on other sites. Alan and I are unique, you know, you know, or there's unique or unique, whatever you oh, want to call it. That's right. Or, or we wear tunics, you know, when we go out you know, doing our uh, unics uh, and tunics, unics yeah. and tunics. Yeah. So those are some of the things you watch out going in the future because we're going to have to get a new wardrobe because I think we're going to be on the road somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one last plug for our, our channel there on YouTube there. I've got the greatest insults of all time on there. So I think the president is the greatest, one of the greatest insults. Is he not Mr. Biden, Mr. Joey Biden? Joey's in there, and the other guy, you know, the big O, you know, the big, the big zero, the, the big zero. And, and, and so, Mr. And Mr. Bush. Or and Bush Mr. Is. Bush, yeah, exactly, yeah. And we've got some uh, in, uh, imitations, you know, voice voice uh, imitations of these individuals. So it's kind of cute what we've got there. I've spent a lot of time uh, creatively doing these things, and uh, now I'm pulling things out of the vault, and uh, you and I are together. Exactly. So now that we're doing the show, no hat. No hat. Well, you know why? I got a haircut yesterday. And I oh, said, there you no. go. Yeah, that's why. I, Me too. Know. I got one two days ago. Yeah, I got I my. Three days old. I think about three days younger now. You know, when I got the haircut, as I yeah. was finished, I thought about you thinking about that woman who says, "Oh, was that an Italian haircut?" <laughs> right. Right. Anybody who doesn't know that story, there was a. I, I, I met a lady online, and we went on a date. And uh, I'm Jewish, by the way, and I, not that that matters. 
and she said to me, I don't like your haircut. It looks like an Italian haircut, whatever that means. I don't have no idea. Do I look like a sausage or something or a meatball? What the hell? A lasagna? I don't think so. You know, but I have no idea what that was. She didn't like the way I was dressed either. I was wearing jeans and a nice shirt. We were going to a diner to meet, really? I'm going to wear a suit and tie or what? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, you know? So anyway, so now we're up to our my dating stories, which I tell every – we always have a segment about my dating stories. I was dating online off and on for about 10 years, so I have a lot of stories. So this is a funny story, and Steph, I don't even think you ever heard this one. Probably I met this lady lady online. We went on three dates. We were getting along real well. We went to the movies one night. She said, oh, by the way, I'm leaving tomorrow for Florida to see my sister. I said, okay, have a good time. You know, I'll keep in touch with you, you know. Well, she goes to Florida, and I'm texting her, and she won't answer me. I call her, she won't answer me. She disappeared after that. Maybe she didn't go to Florida by herself, (laughs) and maybe she didn't go to see her sister (laughs) because I couldn't get in touch with her after that. Wouldn't answer my phone calls, wouldn't answer my texts. I have no idea what the hell that was all about. Did she use me? Their boyfriend was was he away on a business trip or something for three weeks and came back and they were going to Florida now? I have no freaking idea. Very strange. And I don't try to get into somebody's head. Hey, whatever's going on in your head, uh, I probably won't understand anyway. So see you later, alligator. Um, so that's one. And um, I met this lady, another lady online. And she lived in New York. We talked on the phone for like a week and a half. And all of a sudden, she blocked me on the site and on the phone. Like, what the hell? We, we, you know, we were having a great time on the phone. And we said we we're getting ready to set up for a meet in the city and disappeared. Blocked me. I don't know. Hey, don't ask me. So then I went uh, another lady that I met three times. We went out, we had, we met for dinner a couple of times and went for lunch once. And then she tells me, I don't think I should be, I should be on a dating site. Uh, after three dates, you decided you shouldn't be on a dating site. Did your husband come back to you? Are you separated? Because on a dating site, you said you're divorced. Uh, did your girlfriend come back to you or something? I don't know. But now you decide after three dates, that you shouldn't be on a dating site. Well, I didn't put your profile on a dating site. You did. So, you know, and you paid to have it put on there. So, because it was one of the sites that you pay for. So, it wasn't one of the free sites. So, hey, you apparently you wasted your money for a couple of months or whatever it is. So, there's another one. Another one. This is the last story. We met online. We talked. We talked for a week. We set up a date. And she canceled one day that she had to work. And... uh the next day, she sends me a text saying, you seem like a nice guy, but you're not for me. Now, how would you know that if you never met me? And we talked for a whole week, like, really? So, I don't know. You know, some of these women are kind of screwy, you know. But I know that. I got a lot of stories. Don't worry. I got a lot of these dating stories. You, you're, <laughs> you, guys, are, you guys are hearing at the tip of the iceberg. There's plenty, plenty more. And I usually tell about four every week. So, now this is... Uh, if you listen, if you've been watching our shows and listen to our shows, I always pick on Michael Kay, who's a Yankee announcer here, and he's not. A, I'm not a fan of his. Okay, and last week, um, Aaron Judge hit a. What he said was a high fly ball, and now it's gone. See ya. 
And then a week, about two innings later, Ruber Odor, the second baseman, hits one in the same spot. And as soon as he hit, he goes, oh, it's gone. See ya. Now, wait, you didn't know when Judge hit it, but you knew when the other guy hit it. And it's funny <laughs> that the very next day, um, I, don't, I forget the guy's name in the post. I think Marshan something, I, Arthur, I, I forget his first name. But he writes for the New York Post, and he had an article about the stupid things that Michael Kay says on his broadcast, which I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. So that's just something I had to bring out. Well, so it's you know, just interesting that some of the, uh, the announcers aren't up to par as, as they should be, or they could be, let's put it that way. Yeah. So now, Steph, now you can uh, pretty much do the analyze stuff and all your your. As that was my half hour. So we usually try to split the show. Uh, for most people around a half hour, thirty three minutes sometimes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, go a much. we'll go a couple more minutes before we 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 have the big reveal because I think uh, okay. I need a couple of minutes just to process process get this thing in the cooker but if i get disconnected in the process alan will you take over the show for me pretty please of course. With i'll i'll tell my normal dumb jokes you know so. <laughs> 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 you know no you know what there's one more joke you can tell okay what joke tell me the the rock joke the rock oh you want well you know i hope i hope this doesn't offend anybody because well, we're, we're, we're gonna we, we're offending people no matter what you know, i know well you know this is this is a joke that some people may not like too much and um i want to say i hope it's not meant to offend anybody it's just a joke and you can pick on any group and if you want i'll pick on my group if you want i don't care we'll, we'll get a polish joke after this one yeah that, you know <laughs> Uh, well, I could tell a Jewish joke first, just to warm up a little bit. <laughs> All right, so All tell right. the Jewish joke first. Here we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Which one did I do? Right. You, this is the one you like. You like this one. Okay. You like the, you like the one about, what do you call 40 Jewish women in a basement? <laughs> and you know what that is? Oh, wine cellar. Wine cellar. cellar. <laughs> right. Man is Shevitz. Half off. Half off in, a, in the wine cellar. Because we like to have things, you know, discounted. So oh, anyway. wait, wait. Before we go into the your, your, your big yeah. joke here, yeah. remember we did a, a special, you and another gentleman, where it was white and black, ebony and ivory. Can you quickly talk right. about that that thing that we did? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I forgot some of that. Go ahead and remind me, though. No, no. I know we, we did something like that. Well, you, call, you called me up. And you said, yeah. Steph, he goes, I need to get something uh, recorded with myself and another gentleman. And we oh, were yes, thinking, yes. We're thinking yes. of being my, a comedy black, team. Black, yes. We were yeah. thinking of a comedy team, uh, a black and white comedy team, the unpolitically correct comedy duo. Right. And the black gentleman was going to be Frank White, and I was going to be Willie Black. Right. And uh, one of the bits was that I wrote all the bits, about 15 or 20 bits. We had a guy who was going to put us – in Atlantic City before COVID, and um, of course COVID could have bosh on that. But anyway, so one of the bits was well, actually, there's two. I'll, I'll tell right away. I'm gonna take up some uh, time. Um, uh, one is that he asked me as a Jewish guy, "What do you do on Christmas Day?" And I say, "Well, most Jewish people on Christmas Day go to the movies and have Chinese food." And I say to him, "What do you do as a black man?" Well, while you're at the movies eating Chinese food, we're robbing your house. <laughs> so, and then there's one where um, I ask him, uh, he asked me what are my brothers and sisters' names are, and I say Bob and Carol and Gail and 
and Joe. What about your what about your what about your family? Shaquana, Shamika, Hamika, Shaquille, you know, so that's <laughs> all pharmaceutical product names, I right. guess. <laughs> oh, well, a lot of them are African uh, African yeah. tribal names, you know. Joanna, Joanna, Hakana, the Joanna, you know, that kind of thing. So so yeah, it was it was it was it was, a, it was my idea, of course, me being a comedian, it was kind of my idea and he just quite wanted to go with it and uh you know just it didn't unfortunately it didn't go but that's because of covid we were going to do it and of course now we might be um picketed by black lives matters or antifa so i think i better let that go for a little bit but anyway yeah. the joke is the joke that he was trying to get me to say is that there's a chinese guy sitting on a on a on a lake and he's throwing a rock and it's going ching chong chung and a black guy comes along and, and he's he's listening to this and he keeps throwing a rock and says ching chong chung and the black guy says, you know, you're throwing a rock and skipping across the water and it goes ching chong chung. And he says, what is that? And he says, well, that's my, it's it's my heritage. As it skips along the water, it's saying my heritage. So the black guy says, you think I could do that? And he goes, yeah. He takes a rock and it skips along the water. It says chimpanzee. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hope that my black brothers uh, don't, don't burn my house down now. It was meant as a joke. As Sammy Gravano would say, oh, come on, bro, don't take offense. It was just a joke. <laughs> right. Am I here to make, am I here to, am I here to amuse you? What? I mean, no, but, but, what? You, but you are here to amuse him. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, it's like Buddy Hackett. I was watching uh, Don Rickles today. Right. And right. he insulted everybody. And I'm thinking, wow. He didn't care. No. And then right after that, I found in my vault of stuff, the greatest insults ever, ever told. And right. you got to go to the BS show channel to see some of that. And we'll start to showcase it. But funny is funny. I right. mean, why is it like slapstick, like the three stooges? Right. We grew right. up on the three stooges, right? And right. if somebody fell down and you know, broke their crown, you know, most people would be cracking up. Well, gee, I'm glad it wasn't me, you know? Right. So they, you get humor out of anything. <laughs> Well, you know, I say that, you know, All in the Family and Sanford and Son and Good Times and some of those other shows that were around in the 70s and 60s and a little bit in the 80s, they were right on the edge and they were funny as hell and everybody watched them and nobody got offended. Now, you can't say boo to anybody, you know, and people get offended, you know, like Steph... I, I think you might have heard this once. If you didn't, um, you're going to hear it now. You know, I have this thing that when, because of my my sick humor and comedian in me, I, I see things kind of differently than other people. So um, about four or five years ago, I'm a bowler. I average about 180. Um, I recently stopped bowling because of my heart, unfortunately. Um, and so I saw this guy in a bowling alley, a, um, a Indian guy. And he had a Jerry Rice uh, jersey on, who used to be the wide receiver, one of the best receivers ever in the National Football League for the 49ers. And it had Rice on his back. And I walked up to him and said, you can't just have Rice on there. you got to have Rice and Curry. Of course, now with Steph Curry and his brother in the NBA, you could do it with Rice and Curry. And the kid laughed at me. He thought it was funny. He said, that's funny as shit, man. He says, I, I'm not upset. You know, my friend's like, the guy's going to punch you out. And... Uh, <laughs> I said, well, you know, I don't think so, but we'll see what happens. So the kid, the kid was laughing. He thought it was hysterical. And I had this other thing I do 
is when I see somebody with a really strange haircut, I walk up to them and say, hey, where'd you get your hair done? You know, who cut your hair? And they'll say, like, Joe's Barbershop. And they say, why do you want to know? Because I don't want to go there. <laughs> 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 you know, and most people laugh. Some people get upset, like, well, if, uh, you making fun of my haircut or what? I'm like, no, I'm just telling you, I don't want to go there because your hair looks like shit in plain English. <laughs> <laughs> I always, if I see a bad haircut, I, right. I say, uh, by the way, does your barber drink? You know, you look like. Right. He, right. So this happened. This is funny that I tell that story because I went to see a concert in um, in Chatham. Um, I guess it's Montclair. There's a place, a small little club. And I went to see a, a concert there. And the bartender was about, I don't know, in his 50s. He had this really whacked out haircut. And I said the same thing. Where'd you get your haircut? And he goes, Joe's Barbershop. And I go, yeah, I don't want to go there. And then he says to me, who cut your hair? I said, somebody doesn't know how to cut hair. That's why. And so we were laughing, the two of us. And I went back a couple of weeks later, the same place to see another concert. And he goes, man, the drinks are on me. You don't pay for nothing. I'm not a drinker. But he said, whatever you want, soda, hot dog, whatever. I'm not charging you, man. You're just, you're cool. Because he remembered me. He thought it was cool. He was, he was laughing along with it, with it. You know, he wasn't taking offense to it, you know, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> Steph, take it away to analyze this or whatever you want to do now. All right, well, we're going to put up a uh, photo of this piece here. And this segment of the show is called Analyze This. Uh, we had just gone through April Fool's Month. And uh, here we're in May, and we still got some fools that uh, we got to. <laughs> we're, 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 we're we're May, April showers bring May flowers, but Columbus Day is gone now. That's right. So what I'm about to do is do the uh, – thing that I talked about. Let me go ahead and just put this up real quick. Let me just, let me go find this here now. Okay, here we go. The great reveal will be exposed tonight. So now, I'm going to find the great reveal. Alright, I'm going to set it up here. The great divide. Yeah, anyway. But here's an idea where I'm, well, no, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. That's what I'm going to do. So, uh, Alan, you're going to find out why I am the $25 million man. I'm about to do a first here. And uh, I know this isn't comedy, but uh, this should make you really, really open up your eyes and take notice. Uh, so, Alan, when I get the money, dinner's on me, bro. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice of you? What, Burger King or McDonald's? <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh. Well. Thank you for tuning in to Dirty Lowdown. I think all of you listening would agree that Hollywood has some pretty good screenwriters. I think the New World Order are in need of some better scriptwriters. The stories they've been putting out are outright childish and pathetic. Only someone as mindless and unimaginative as George Herbert Walker Bush could think up all this utter bullshit. Does he really expect the American people to believe that a man who was hiding in a cave, Osama bin Laden, without a roll of toilet paper to wipe his ass, was the mastermind of 9-11? Give me a break, George. Give me a break. Please, spare me any further bullshit. But I will give you credit where credit is due. You did create the boogeyman, Osama bin Laden, and fool a lot of people in the process. But you didn't fool me. 
And though I will never get my $25 million reward for information that would lead to the capture and arrest of Osama bin Laden because Barack Obama posed as Osama bin Laden, I am responsible for that story that killed Osama bin Laden at sea without a body to be found. So without further ado, today's feature film will feature Barack Obama posing as Osama bin Laden from as early as 1985. In all of the photos, you'll see Barack Obama posing with a beard and a phony nose, dressed in disguise as Osama bin Laden. And you'll even get to see one mistake with the New World Order screwed up. Yes, they screwed up and they showed Osama bin Laden with his hand raised. A palm print. And this palm print is the same palm print for President-elect Barack Obama. The odds of two men having similar palm prints are 64 billion to one, which means it can only be Barack Obama. And for those of you watching and listening, if after watching this video you are not convinced, please go back to sleep. I'm sorry that I woke you.
Well, Alan, analyze this. The Obama-Osama connection. Yeah, yeah I guess we're, I mean, and really. And connection, and connection. You know what the sad thing is? I had to make it into a parody of comedy because yeah. people don't want to be, believe the truth. So I went as far as to create comedy to, to show you stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, like another author had said in the book, uh, the truth could be stranger than fiction. Yeah. But while I'm in Michigan and we were making a movie, uh, this all came out and I was in the studio at the time. And uh, I'm banting with the idea. I go, you know, I'm so right on this. It's making me sick in my stomach. And uh, what, what we were doing, though, is I was doing a movie and they needed a composite of me and the character who I was playing. Oh, you're so, a character, right? And I was a character. So what they did is they had me, you know, pose in a certain angle, and the fellow was trying to reproduce it exactly, and then make it match with the older gentleman who I was supposed to uh, be dovetailing into. And right. so, uh, but at the time we were, we were fooling around, and uh, but this is what came out of it, because I, you know, you, you got, you know, if you if you find something out, because he had asked me. How'd you get to Michigan? You know, and uh, and it was because by of train the, or by bus. Well, I was I was coming by train because I was going to Washington to collect the twenty five million, and that's why there's no more uh, Osama bin Laden. You got derailed. You know, well, they, they didn't want me to get paid, but but here's one of the things that what what I was first discovering. I go, gee, if I'm, what do I need to prove right? Well, the the palm print was one thing, but here's another interesting thing with this one here. Check this out. Look, so like as you, brother, look like brothers from another father. Well, as you see, we only we had to find a photo that was the same angle, and then right. we had to tilt it. So it took a little bit of uh, challenge to do it, but we got it done. And uh, so after that, I knew I was on the right track. But here's something else. So I'm, I make this discovery. I know now I'm not getting the money. Now I'm on the East Coast from California. So. I said, let me do some comedy about this to get it out of my system because, you know, the, the truth can be strange and in fiction. So I do voiceovers, as you know, and on our site there, uh, we we highlight that there. But here's something else here, and then we'll, we'll get on to something else here. But this will be interesting here. I believe this was uh, Detective Columbo. So once I made this discovery, I said, well, I've got to get, you know, some law enforcement involved. So you know, my, my TV days, who better than Lieutenant Colombo to, you know, to contact? So I contacted Lieutenant Colombo after I realized that Barack Obama had uh, posed as Osama bin Laden. So here we go. I'm going to roll it. Coming for to carry me home, a band of angels coming after me, coming for to carry me home. 
Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. Put a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. Just got this envelope delivered, special delivery today, from a guy named Sidoni. I think I'll open it now. Now that I'm retired, what else is there for me to do in the here and now? Dear Lieutenant Columbo, my name is Sindoni. And what you read today may shock you, but it's all true. Enclosed this letter of photographs, documented evidence, and eyewitness facts that should convince you to investigate this case. I know there are recent reports that Osama bin Laden is finally dead, but upon examining the contents of the envelope, You'll question the official government report. American people look forward to you coming out of retirement and once and for all solving this case. I think I'm going to put on a little music while I study this entire case. <laughs> time in Washington, D.C. I can't believe all this freaking traffic. There's the FBI headquarter building. I can see it right there. My name's Lieutenant Colombo. Could you please let FBI Director Robert Mueller know that I'm here to speak to him today? It's Colombo. He's taking on Sindoni's case. Can things get any worse? It's about as bad as things can get. Damn it. And I'm this close to retirement. And Barack, you can come out from behind the curtain. You can stop hiding now. Colombo, he's gone. But it's only a short matter of time before he decides to come back. U.S. Navy SEALs, secret mission to about a bad Pakistan... Then bury Osama bin Laden's body at sea. The story is like a bad movie script. It's about as bad as it gets. I should have worn my boots with all this crap. Well, Alan, there's my little parody tonight about America, the shape that we're in. <laughs> well, well, now we got the guy that bans cartoons and books, man. He's and, and like I said before, if you watch the show or listen to our show, uh, he banned the only books he understood, and now he has nothing to watch on Saturday mornings. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> what a Fruit Loop he is! 
or maybe that, he's not instead of eating Fruit Loops, he just is a Fruit Loop. But we'll, we'll leave that alone. Well, I'll tell you, we our country is in need of some real leadership, and it's a shame. And I've exposed tonight the great reveal, as I said I would, and uh, instead of people trying to steal the information, now you have it out there for uh, for eternity. And uh, it is what yeah. it is. And uh, I may never get my $25 million, but I do get my pound of flesh. You know? And how do you, how do you um, if somebody wants to get a hold of Colombo, how would you do that? 1-800-Colombo.com? <laughs> We raised him up in his seance. <laughs> right. What was it? What was Columbo's first name? Does anybody ever know what Columbo's first name was? You know, I, I really don't. I, I should <laughs> I should have researched that, but I no, because in any show they just say Detective Columbo. They never say his first name or his who his wife is. They never see his wife either. They just say my wife. You know, my wife put my something in my pocket or she hid something on me at the bit. And you know, that's why I can't find my keys or something. But he never said who his wife was, and you never see his wife. And you never know his first name. Well, he, he was, yeah, Peter Falk was priceless, though, in, in that it, role. Was it Carmen <laughs> Colombo or, or uh, you know, Salvatore Colombo or, you know, Nikki Colombo? We're going to find out. We're going to have to go on Google and research that. Oh, Wiki, oh, WikiLeaks or something. WikiLeaks. Wiki well, that le it leaks. That's so we're not going to go on WikiLeaks anymore. <laughs> you know. We could maybe we could ask Bill Gates or Melinda Gates now they're getting divorced. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, trans Bill transgender Gates. couple. Yeah. yeah, Barbara and Michael Gates. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Uh, just life today, it's just uh, crazy world, my friend. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Here we are. We're coming near to the end of the show. Let's talk about next week's show, Alan. There'll be more idioms next week. There'll be more stories. Yep. There'll be a lot more next week, and I'll throw a little more reveal in there. I got, I got more. Yeah, you know, I, right. I can only do, you know, we're limited. I mean, we can do a longer show, but chances are people may not be able to, you know, hang around long enough to, people, to watch. People may, not, people may not want to listen to us more than an hour anyway, and I wouldn't blame them if I was them. So. Some will. Some won't. So what? Next, you know. Yeah. Then you. Now you tell a joke. Now you tell your joke because that brings you to your joke. Go ahead, tell which your show, joke. Which one is <laughs> about that? the guy with the bar? You know who's always tapping everything in the bar, and I'm not talking about beer either. Oh, yeah, that's to mean the true story. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I was in my, my uh, earlier early days, early day, early twenties, whatever, and uh, went to this. We used to go to this bar on Wednesday night after work, whatever, and. Uh, there was a guy in the bar, and I'd come in, and he, he'd be by the end of the bar, and within a half an hour, he was always leaving with a pretty girl. And I'm thinking, like, this guy never stays around, and most attractive girls in the bar. So one day, I caught the guy in the middle of the bar, and he, he, he hadn't got lucky yet. So I said to him, I said, you know, I see you here all the time. I said, but you don't really stay too long. He said, and you come back and, you know, like the girl's all frazzled, whatever. And I know you got busy, whatever. What's your secret? He says, they're real simple. I go up to each girl and I said, do you want to fuck? You know, I got, you know, I got a hotel. If you're ready, let's go. He said, some will, some won't. So what? Next. And I go to the next girl. <laughs> so that's where I got that joke from. 
and uh it's like that's like they call plenty of fish the dating site plenty of fuck you know yeah so uh, what they want know, there. it was uh for his one night stands it was successful but one night he came back one of the girls and i i had went over to get a drink in the middle of the body and all of a sudden i thought there was a fish fry in town I go, oh my god and i like i walked away real quick because uh you know good you know good hygiene was not applied there when they came back that one night <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. But that's the, uh, I will say my. Uh, it's either like the cologne, I guess. Yeah, it was called Eau de Pew. Eau de Pew. Eau de yeah. Pew, yeah. By, by Chanel number no. five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know me, I can't, I can't resist that. But anyway, you know. No, well, we, I, I had a great time with you tonight. And yep. I think we're getting near close to where yeah, I got to do yeah. the, the outro. Yep. So uh, we will be back next Thursday uh, around the same time. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out, but we usually run around eight o'clock or so. And, eight, and eight as I and as I say, before we go off every show, if you like it, listen to us. If you don't, say la vie, up on your nose, motherfucker. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh, that's right. And that's another idiot for you. Who's going to stick a rubber hose up their nose? That's unless you're right. a fireman, maybe. Unless you're a fireman, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to make like the good shepherd and get the flock out of here now. So, Alan. Be like a drum and beat it. All right. I'll be like Michael Jackson and beat it. Or, be like a flea and leave. Or be like a Barack Obama beat it. You know, one of the others. Anyway, he was a beat it on him tonight. So, he was uh, beating some, something else, but it wasn't yeah. a tree. <laughs> <laughs> a small tree, a small branch. <laughs> All right. Well, till next time. Arrivederci. Good night, and uh, we'll we'll have uh, Shana and, and we'll have Shana take it away. Yeah, take it away.